Mabuhay, kapatids! My name is Stephanie. And my name is Aimee. And welcome to the Babaylan Bruja Book Club podcast. We have come together in efforts to decolonize our minds, our bodies, and reconnect with spirit by ways of relation via conversation of education, interpretation, and integration. So this is our invitation for you to join us on our journey as we discuss works from honored artists, authors, and thought leaders from the Philippinex diaspora. Quick disclaimer, we want to acknowledge that everyone is consciously where they need to be. And we are not experts, but we are sharing our own unique lived experiences. Hello, Babaylan Brujas. Kababaylan, yes, welcome back. It is our uh, study break. And, you know, we always do something different on study break. Yeah, it's a break, so it's yes. pretty um, free-winded. But today we're celebrating two things, two things. We have completed chapter 14, <laughs> therefore we have completed the book. Woohoo! I wish I had a horn thing. Yes. I don't know, sorry. We love y'alls, and we thank you so much again for just staying um, in tune with us, but, you know, we switched it up with our guests, and today we wanted to bring in a... A man guest. The patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's, I mean, it's... So, (laughs) tell us more about this guest, I mean. So, this is um, Rob. He is my partner. He lives in the house with me. <laughs> we co-parent we together. We co-parent, co-domicile. Yes. Um, and so Steph has been visiting with us a week, and we've been recording and doing content. And we just thought it'd be a fun thing to invite in Rob. He's He follows. He listens to every single... He's been he's down supported. since day fan. one. Aww. Yeah. Man. So yeah. And we just thought, you know, we... We uh, rail on the patriarchy all day, every day, as y'all know. So <laughs> he's our token today to prove that we are not men bashers. Yeah, exactly. We absolutely support our men. We love and um, wish them all the love. But for real, yes. But so, yeah, it's a little juicy. So a male Ooh. presence. Rob, tell us more about it. Yeah, then. tell us more about yourself. Um, pronouns, maybe your sun, moon, rising. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Rob Dalton. Uh, Leo, Sagittarius, Leo. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, fire, fire. Mm. And what are your pronouns? I am uh, he, him. (laughs) Hold on for a minute. Yeah, okay. Yes. He, him. Um, What else about myself? I uh, work in the IT field during the day. Uh, I am also a calling instructor uh, for the kids and adult class at our uh, local gym that me and I, me, study at train at um what else uh what is your what is if we may ask we don't want to ever assume anyone's cultural heritage so what Mm. is your cultural heritage robert i am half filipino and half caucasian Mm. my mom is uh filipino from the pasayan region uh san roque in uh, mindanao and my dad is from pennsylvania (laughs) 
Mm. Okay. Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on today. Absolutely. Yeah. Was he born and raised in Pennsylvania? Yes, he was. Uh, once they raised, um, he was born in Beaver Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, and uh, uh, I think shortly after uh, his adolescence, he came to Canton, Ohio, where I know most of uh, his side of family is from. Mm -hmm. So, can you speak more on the uh, the experience you had growing up being of mixed heritage, being Filipino and uh, American? Um, I think it was definitely different um, seeing other groups of uh, Asian descent around me, uh, mainly from where I'm from on the uh, west side of uh, Columbus. There was a, there's a lot of other, uh, it was very diverse, you know, a lot of uh, uh, people from uh, Cambodia, mm -hmm. uh, Laos, um, uh, Vietnamese. Um, I tried to, as someone that recognized themselves as a Filipino, even though I was half, you know, I wanted to bring myself into that fold. But um, as unique as I wanted to be in that way, I always felt there was a conflict because I was half white and mm. I think I presented half I presented more white sometimes so mm. I feel like um, I didn't from that demographic always was recognized that way but then uh, sometimes from the Filipino uh, standpoint uh, um, I was also like not Filipino enough mm. so oh, I've read about that heard about that so but it was it was interesting uh, it was it was a conflict because I wanted to be more unique, but then uh, uh, I also felt the benefits of that lifestyle too. So the privilege, yes, of mm. it. Yeah. Tell mm. us about a time. Um, you felt the benefits. Let me think. I don't know if anything comes to mind in particular. Like, oh my um, gosh. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, All of yeah. I mean, really, uh, nothing uh, really true. stands out. But I, I, I feel like I walked through the world um definitely privileged even though i'm still even recognized probably more filipino that people kind of see me as um so it's almost token in a way like a token minority kind of yeah standpoint. Like, yeah mm. yeah how do you feel about that how does that make you feel maybe before now do you think about it does it make you feel a way um I don't know. I don't know how it makes me feel. Um, it's still a conflict yeah. because um, I know that there are people of color that are out there that are marginalized even more than um, I'm even aware of. Yeah. And um, for me to recognize myself as a person of color, you know, becomes a struggle because I think everyone kind of sees me as this... Uh, Tan white guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... They 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 don't know how they, they yeah really as a, uh, the way I present no one really knows what I am yeah you know honestly you are ambiguous racy looking I, I am I've I've like gotten, you could be you could like play like I've I've been uh, casted for movies. for like like Middle Eastern yeah I was yeah uh, Arabic Greek, Greek yeah yeah one, Japanese one time yeah one time when I was working downtown at the bank one of my coworkers or one of my somebody was like hey. 
I saw you with your Japanese boyfriend. I was like, well, first of all, why is it, why is it gotta be Jap? Why can't you just be my boyfriend? And second of all, I was like, Japanese Were they boyfriend. White? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. I was like, Japanese boyfriend. Don't tell my Filipino boyfriend. <laughs> I was kidding. Get it. Uh, um, so thanks for sharing that, Rob. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's awesome that you are aware. Um, you know, while you know biologically or physically or different, physically you had present white presenting kind of privilege Mm -hmm. and um that you're sorting through it right now yeah absolutely and since we're kind of leading to that like you've been sorting through it um heard the grapevine or just you know kind of talking with both of Mm y'all's and you've been sitting in healing circles so i'm just curious as a man especially nowadays because mental health is so stigmatized with men and um you know men in general in general, we say that, you know, I know it's blanketed, but there are men out there who are aware of their feelings. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just wondering, like, how healing circles have been for you. Well, no, I mean, just to what you just said, it's like, I would say, um, even as much as just over a year ago, I was a typical, uh, typical guy that really never explored anything in depth as far as feelings go, you know. Things were very uh, surface um, things were very, uh, they are what they are, and there's really no way to change who I am now because of how I was brought up, you know, there was no, mm. no work being done, it was just whoever I was, that's how I was going to be perceived to everyone, and um, there was no, there's no need to change that because you take it or leave it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where I've found myself uh, recently is just knowing what has brought on those things and actually how it affects uh, me on the daily, how it affects I, me and, and the kids and just, uh, you know, other people I have in contact with and really noticing that um, there was work to be done. So um, I have went through uh, times of anxiety. I, I did um, some therapy sessions um, I've, uh, went to, or I've attended, uh, men's circle, you know, for, uh, quite a bit of time and went through a lot of things that I've never really thought of for myself. Um, you know, just be becoming more aware of my, mm. of my body, my, uh, intuition, uh, things that, um, I should be aware of, or just even taking that self-reflective, uh, stance. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been very enlightening just kind of mm-hmm. going through that process of knowing who I am and why I think of the things and the root of some of the trauma that's uh, presented mm-hmm. itself in that way. Why do you think it was, why do you feel like it's important to you now versus a year ago? Like, why, how has, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was that evolution? You don't have to go into the nitty gritty if you don't want to but like Mm. what like what what was your why what was your why for healing and sitting in circle and you know going to therapy etc um i think it was just really um noticing that my anxiety was hitting hitting a tipping Mm. point when Mm -hmm. i didn't even realize like it was an issue um Mm -hmm. i noticed uh a lot of uh, behavioral changes where um you know I was thinking too far ahead or I was reliving a past that was triggering things that I haven't thought of for like years. And now I was just wondering, 
you know, why, why now? Why, why am I, why why are these things coming up? And, you know, I'm letting these emotion, these triggers like dictate how I live life forward. It's like, it just wasn't uh, a very good place to be. So I'm kind of hearing that you were looking for clarity. Yeah. You were feeling like I'm in like a foggy place. I'm not really necessarily liking how I feel. Mm. And so you started getting more introspective. So you kind of just sat with yourself. I think like to that, mm. you know, again, blanketed statement, but I don't know, stats, but I wish you could say it sound like more official. You know, like mm-hmm. men are four times less likely to go to therapy. Or that do- sounds about right. <laughs> 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 to be like less reflective because it's just, I don't know, the way boys are. Mm. And so um, I think like what I'm kind of noticing is that you're able to identify that you have the anxiety mm. and for a lot of men that's also that's very much part of them stepping into that space like oh this is anxiety I speak to that as like this is where like it's not just men mm. women awesome. identifying our feelings like mm-hmm. what are we feeling mm-hmm. what is this feeling how do I deal with this feeling mm. mm-hmm. so. well I think it's also the fact that um just identifying that you don't have to just stay that way you know mm-hmm. saying that you just are who you are and you know people just have to accept that for who you are yeah. even though it's more of a detriment to yourself than anyone else you know and in, in your own mm-hmm. uh, process of healing and becoming your your best self mm-hmm. so if if they're not if a if a person if a, if a guy is not prone to improving themselves trying to be them themselves then uh, there's no reason to go to a professional mm-hmm. or to try to help yourself in that manner because yeah what's the point yeah yeah so. so you would say like last year you didn't see the value or you're just like it is what it is and then this year it was kind of like whoa actually I can change that, is that right yeah and and it? yeah and like I said just identifying the behaviors that I felt like were becoming detrimental mm-hmm. I I could I would definitely say that um, uh, before that point you know really a lot of things that people don't initiate help is because they're comfortable in life. They've already hit all these um, milestones and they feel like life is good, they're content, they're satisfied, and they think everything is good, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever is happening with them themselves uh, uh, mentally, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if, they're, if they're satisfied and they're content with life, then why change? Yeah, and if they're told that the life they have is to be content with you know that's it's the the american dream capitalism you know you have a you have a house you have a wife two Mm. kids you you know you've you've got things hit all the bench and then so it's like okay and we got a cat (laughs) so um so i know that you do not represent all of mankind all of mankind um but uh as far as your perspective and your experience why do you think the statistics are that, even though we don't know the specific statistics, but why do you think men are less likely mm. to sit in healing circle yeah. uh, willingly or to seek out help? Well, I think, you know, it just goes back to saying, you know, they're satisfied. It, it's mm. uh, They're satisfied with their life. They're... Or if, even if they're not satisfied with their life at that point in time, they they uh, give into the system that, is, system that they're already working into, knowing that there's success in that part. Mm-hmm. So why go into something that they 
are unfamiliar with. And that might disrupt. That stuff. might disrupt the yeah. whole system itself that they're already trying to gain success in. So mm. why flip it, flip uh, the system on its head when they're already trying to go through the motions of that system to gain what they perceive as success? So what I'm hearing is that perhaps there's a little bit of uh, no. The patriarchy knows that they have privilege and probably don't want to maybe give that up or like look elsewhere. Because then if they start looking at themselves and realizing being aware of the privilege that they have. Oh, sure, you know. The system. Right. Yeah. You know, anyone that recognizes they have some mm -hmm. influence or power in a certain structure or belief system, you know, mm -hmm. why are they going to try to disrupt that or, right. or, or uh, change directions in that standpoint yeah. Yeah. If, if it means you're going to sacrifice that yeah. influence and power? Yeah. May I share, like, a, mm -hmm. what was coming through for me, like, listening to you? I heard like a catch twenty two. It's like on one hand, it's such a masculine thing, to, masculine thing to say, thing to say, and you know, assuming you say him, her, him, his, mm. you know, I'm hearing that you're masculine dominant. Mm. So masculine energy is known to be grounding, mm -hmm. very like rooted, and that's what the feminine needs because the feminine's very flowy and um, free going, right? And so on one hand, I hear like. On the masculine um, to be rooted is like well I'm settled like mm -hmm. I feel grounded I'm cool here mm -hmm. like this is my nice little area yeah right and then on the other hand I'm hearing that how that can be a detrimental to the progression of humanity mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like how do you find that balance between like staying rooted and like uh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, like you're staying rooted in in both ways, right, I guess. Right. And I'm just wondering, like, how. I lost my thought here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I, th I but... think. Well, I think it's very binary because you know what you're saying about them being grounded and uh, just being rooted. That's what men are taught from really from the beginning and in what society tells them to be, be that, this like pillar the provider. Build, that, that foundation that provider uh -huh. you know that stability yeah. within oh, the structure so therefore if you go and poke at the structure and make it unstable right then what else does what else do i have to look forward to or what else do i have to move forward and to? would you say what else is my work Absolutely, because that's as an identifying as an identifying uh, position for a man. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I mean, we've we've said this. I talked to you about this before, but the patriarchy has not even done the patriarchy any good. Do you not know really. what I'm saying? The patriarchy mm. hasn't done men any favors either. Because she it's brought very, the collie sticks, y'all. Because the yeah, because it's very in that standpoint, it's a very sacrificial thing too. It's like. Yeah. Because I I'm, I guarantee you there are a lot of men out there that do want to do the work or are looking into the work, oh, but they know they if okay. they are if they are going away from the system of being the foundation, the provider. And that's scary. It's scary. It's unknown. Like what's your new role to be? But so then you know, and knowing that um, any help you get in that in that uh, in that mindset uh, will disrupt what you're doing. Um, that's not. It's not going to work well for them in the future, so they have to sacrifice their own mental health to be the foundation. Oh, see, the patriarchy oh, has not done the patriarchy. Mm. Like, 
So there's a difference between patriarchy, what I'm hearing, uh-huh. and divine masculine. Oh, definitely. Because divine masculine is supported, rooted, recognizes, he flows with the feminine, yes. and he stays rooted. It's like yeah. you move, yeah. yin so yang. Balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, patriarch, we want to smash the patriarchy, but mm-hmm. we Toxic. want the divine masculine to have a place and to take their place, honestly, because yes. there yes. is a place. But Circle of life. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're waiting, so... Um, Thank you, Rob, for sharing all of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, that was great. As oh we, as we close up, I think we have one more question. Yeah, we have one more question for you. Um, as a man in 2021 of mixed Filipinx descent, mm. what is your take on the term or the idea of a byline? Um, Do you dig it? Did you ever? How did you? Ever I've, hear I've, of it you know, before. Um, you brought it to my attention and then you and Steph doing these uh, podcasts and just really opening my my mind to Your what eye, if you will. <laughs> my third eye uh, to what <laughs> uh, just the different uh, aspects of what Babylon brings and the indigenous past of what has always been, you know, mm-hmm. and then still uh, trying to assure myself of my Filipino ancestry and knowing mm-hmm. where that comes from, uh, I'm I'm for it. You know, it, it really just um, expands my mind to the the point of of it's it is all nature. I mean, spirits out there. It's uh, it's something to be encompassed and not a one way only mm-hmm. uh, way of belief. So it just really kind of opens me up to there's no right or wrong way. It's just it just is. So here it's activating, activating for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I, I see things more from a wider lens mm. than I did before uh, being under under the church. And um, uh, things that I think I've always thought of before, even while in the church, uh, just kind of expanding and questioning things out there and... Um, uh, knowing that there's truth in a lot of things, uh, there's yeah. there's no yeah. uh, definitive definitive absolute way to do mm. things. Yes. Mm. Do you feel? Uh, what, what was the question? Do you f- feel? Are there ways? Okay, so in the podcast we talk about babaylan ik or babaylan ish, like you know, not necessarily being like I'm a babaylan, but mm. like, I mean, even in the book they pointed to ways people were, are babylonic. They're not real, necessarily saying this person is babylon or not, right? Yeah. There's yeah. babylon qualities. Tendencies. Mm-hmm. Tendencies. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like you have any babylon tendencies or characteristics in your Very life? Um, and what would they, what would one be? Yeah, what? I don't top, know. Top one. Uh... Babylon qualities. Yeah, so from, ba- from what you've interpreted so far. Yeah, from what you've interpreted um, so far. Is I think, um, yeah, just being in tune and embodied with with yourself. Um, I feel like for me, uh, I'm very uh, uh, sensitive to um, like sounds and vibrations and mm. uh, um, something that I've been trying to hone more and just be and just pay attention more to it um 
I know the few times uh, recently doing uh, sound baths or sound healing uh, sessions, um, I've had uh, imagery. Uh, I'm not sure how to interpret it, but yeah. it's definitely something that I've never experienced before. And, and I don't think if I was still in a narrow mindset, I would more than likely dismiss it mm. as something that wasn't... Uh, it's like in your head or yeah yeah it's like something. i'm it's it's it not it's not something that needs to be interpreted to enhance my life it would just be an image is it's that a clear maybe like yeah he's clear auto clear what is this thing like um clear no clear audience i think clear audience oh because you're sensitive to the sound, sound yes. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. when you hear very loud sounds do they just do they like like scare you or startle you? Uh, sometimes, you know, I don't know like how jarring it is, but I'm I'm very aware of it. He feels the sound vibrations in his body. Ah, yeah, that's interesting. Isn't yeah. there like a Marvel character that like can hear sounds? I mean, dolphins and yeah. whales and stuff. Can, like the so- sonar, the like sonar. vibration. Yeah, and you can detect yeah. that via air. Yeah, so he, uh, I've only met only like you and my friend Aaron are the only two that I've ever heard people say like yeah i feel that in my skin like when i play the sound bowl like aaron will say that mm. her skin lit- her is literally yeah, vibrating and it, then he said the same yeah thing. it just it really just like resonates like in physically the, yeah. i feel that during concerts though yeah i think it's like the effect of music that yeah. i mean yeah if but your skin if you start skin yeah, like, starts i don't moving. feel that i don't feel that when i do want the sound bowl really no i don't feel it bodily like i go I, it's almost like an out-of-body experience oh everybody i mean everybody's experience yeah. is gonna be different so that's yeah. interesting okay well thank you for sharing i uh, thank you yes and as like last bonus question can i pitch one for y'all yeah 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 oh my gosh oh oh dang i was gonna put you on the hot take hot spot me yeah oh snap i know do it i <laughs> do it <laughs> who's better at kali Oh, hands down, Rob. Oh. But who's better at healing? I mean. Hands down, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you for being uh, a sport, Rob, and just being vulnerable with us. Thanks and, for having me you here. Know, hopefully this reaches someone out there that's similar and, you know, so. My thoughts and opinions do not reflect the Bobylin Bruja podcast. Thank you. This is a study break. Thank yeah. you for joining on the fun. Yeah. And, um, is there anything, one last thing you want to tell the peoples, Rob, the Bobylin Brujas, the Bobylin, the Kababylin? <laughs> and again, take or toss what we say. Right. This is all for. Oh, no. Um, yeah, just uh, thanks for what you guys are doing. I mean, just bringing the education, bringing the. Bringing the a, knowledge. I'm a her, they. Um, so. <laughs> I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just playing with you, but it, but legit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for recognizing that. Yes. I mean, I are definitely experimenting on this path, and it feels in so many ways like spearheading. And I think it's just important to bring these conversations. So thank you for engaging with yes. our conversation today. Thank you.